Welcome to Getting to the Truth in This Art. I'm your host, Rob Lee. And today's guest is the editor-in-chief of Arlie's Appetite, Arlie Lima. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. Can you hear me okay? Are we clear? I I can hear you okay. You're crystal clear. Okay. (laughs) Um, Thanks for having me today. I'm excited. You're, you're welcome. Um, I started to say something kind of goofy because your, your, your background is definitely in reviewing like restaurants and such amongst other things. That's one of the things that caught my interest. I was going to say, I'm hopefully I'm coming through as clear as like still water. You know, you get that regular like ice water. I mean, I, that's so pretend. I don't know. When people come over to the table, it depends on the restaurant. They're like, do you want tap or still or sparkling? I'm like, I've never ordered still. You know, now that you said that, I always get like a sparkling or tap. I don't know. I just never order still water. Maybe next time I'll order it, but it never pops into my mind to get still water. So, well, still is swill. Don't drink it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I like. I'm the only person I know, and, and maybe maybe you have a refined palate such as I. Um, I'm a big fan of Topo Chico, right? Okay. And. I get so much crap for liking like seltzer, a little fizzy water. And they're like, how can you drink that? My friends will ask me, how can you actually drink that? I was like, with class. Yeah, I like it. I mean, get a little um, lime, squeeze a little lime in there. I love it. Um, you know, I don't know. It's it's because I water is it's water and it can be boring. Um, but I don't have a refined palate. Let me um, backtrack <laughs> that. I don't want you guys to think that I'm only like, eating at high class, um, bougie places. Cause I eat everywhere to be honest. So, I mean, if you want to call it refined, I guess, but I eat everywhere. It, it doesn't really matter to me as long as the food is good. Well, well, let's talk about that a little bit. And I am bougie for context, <laughs> but, uh, let's, let's talk about it a little bit. Can you get into like, your work, describe your work, describe Arlie's appetite and your, your blog and some of the stuff that you're doing out here? Sure. Um, well, I started Arlie's Appetite back in 2014, I believe it was. I've been doing this for a long time. Um, and it really started out of, you know, me liking to eat. And my friends would always ask me for suggestions of where to go. And I really got tired of like trying to think back to where I ate and what did I have. So I just was I just thought I'm like, hey, why not like blog about it so that it can be an easy reference for people to go to. Um, I started my blog and then when Instagram came along, you know, I really started putting more of that effort into Instagram and I should start I should blog more and I do want to pick that back up in 2021. Um, just blog a little bit more because that's where it all started. But, you know, Instagram can be like a mini blog to some people because you can put videos, um, you know, photos, you have highlights, all type of things now real. So it can be like a mini blog. So that's kind of how I treat it. Um, so, you know, I created it so that my friends would be able to go someplace where they can reference, you know, photos and different places that I've been. Um, I also used to be a bartender in my former life. (laughs) So, um, you know, I've been in the restaurant industry for a minute. Um, So, yeah, that's how all these appetites started. And also um, I have a degree in English journalism. So my love of communications and social media just went really well with my love of food. So I'm like, why not? Just let's put these things together and create something. That's what I did. So you're in this kind of foodie influencer writing space. And that's a, I think that's a very advantageous space to be in because 
like I'll put it this way. I, I, I read that you and I have a similar palate when it comes to certain alcohols and we will get into that a little bit later, okay. but um, I'm an individual. I'm a snob when it comes to beer. And I say this all facetiously, right? But some people say I'm a snob. I just think I like what I like. But I think the notion of being able to capture your impressions of a place as you're having it in a true, legitimate, authentic sort of way is important. So I'll go to a liquor store. I'll go to like a nice bar or what have you. And I'm like, what's that beer I had? Uh What is the name of that damn beer? And apps like this um, one called like Untapped, Uh you get to grade it. You get to look at it. I'm like, all right, maybe I'll find it. And I remember being crestfallen where it was this beer that I had. It was a um, barley wine called Cereal Killer. It was delicious. And after I discovered it, it went off the market. And I was like, are you kidding me? That sucks. (laughs) So I think what you're doing in, in terms of uh, covering like what you had, what you liked about the place and really getting into it, having those those images that are there, because I feel like you have a lot of people out here who will say that they're, you know, food journalists, food writers, but they don't come off as foodies. They come as people who come off as people who are more leaning towards being an influencer. And I feel like they would be willing to provide their take on almost anything instead of food and i think i saw fashion and a few other things on your your blog but it seems like they're just ready to review something and i don't really get that impression from you yeah well my thing is i just i tried not if i go somewhere and i don't like the food i won't Mm -hmm. write about it um you know and that happens sometimes because now i get a lot of invites like hey come out and try this and i never promise a write-up i'm like okay i'll come out and try it but if it's not good or i don't like it I will not post about it because I mean, I don't want to be negative. I'll tell the person or the chef or the place, you know, I didn't like this about it. I'll tell them directly, but I never want to be like that negative person who, you know, like bashes someone because I mean, it could be something that they can improve on, you know? So, um, yeah, I never try to do that. So I'll I'll eat it and, um, I'll taste it and I'll come out. But if I don't like it, I don't post about it. I, I dig it. Like that's one thing that I, I try to do, especially with this podcast. You're you're the first foodie we had on here, so that's whoop whoop, you know. But um, I've had different restaurants on here, owners, cooks, and so on. And you know, in it, just being in that spot, people who they take pride in what they're doing, they want to not necessarily quid pro quo kind of thing, but yeah. you know, if they're talking about yo, I got some really good jerk chicken or I got these really good cupcakes you got to try them mm-hmm. they they feel inclined that they want you to you know they want your feedback they want you to try it yeah. and I, I admire that and I I endorse it but to your to your point I think I know I think how things are supposed to be so one of my favorite places to visit is New Orleans mm-hmm. and I usually go this year it won't be happening my birthday is next week mm-hmm. so kind of dating this episode my birthday is next week and usually I would be in New Orleans around this time to have some delicious shrimp and grits mm. and I've seen so many places that try to do it I know. and I look at them with a the side eye I was like yeah you can't you, you can't put turkey sausage in there and you know um and, and back to my point about you know I'll if I'll sample it and I'll eat it. And if I don't like it, I won't post it. Some people are are like, well, that's not how a foodie should be. That's not a real reviewer. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, that's just me. They feel like, you know, I should be honest and say, I didn't like it. But at the same, to the same point, 
things that I like, you might not like. I mean, yes, I go to a lot of restaurants and I taste a lot of food, but we have different palates, you know? Like, mm-hmm. you not you like authentic food from New Orleans, you go every single year, okay? I've had bad shrimp and grits and I've had good shrimp and grits. <laughs> yes. But, like, let's take my top three. My yes. top one might not be your top one because you have more of a history with shrimp and no, grits. Absolutely, so, I absolutely. Mean, I tell people, like, it's really, like, it's all relative. Like I can say something was good and you might not like it, but I've, I've had a few of the same thing. So I just feel like, you know, I have a little bit to say, but don't take everything I say for like goal. It's not like, it's just, I like food. I like to eat and I know how things should taste. So I just try to be fair that way. That that's, that's true. Like, um, it's, it's really funny because my, my girlfriend always gives me crap. She's like, yes, chef. Cause I, I will just sit there <laughs> and I'm like, I can tell that this isn't it. This isn't it. And she, she won't get me to run down. She wants to see like where my taste buds are at. Mm-hmm. And I I'll point out everything in it. And some things that are just so subtle, like, how do you not put that in there? I know. Right. I just know how yep. these things go. Yep. Um, so how you touched on social media and you touched on the, the fact that your, your blog started in 2014 and we're in a much different landscape right now in terms of the number of restaurants here that are local, the trends that are happening in restaurants and even this like focus towards more plant-based options. What would you say your, how your blog, how your blog has grown maybe in related to those, those kind of areas and what's been the response to your blog over this um, now seven years? Um, well, the response has been, you know, good. I've had some people that have been following me from the beginning. Like, you know, I'll go out with someone and someone is like, oh, how long have you been blogging? I'm like, oh, I don't know. And then one of my friends is like, 2014. I remember. I'm like, okay, well, well, thanks. Thanks for remembering. But, um, yeah, it's been good. I feel like my growth is, um, you know, right on point. I almost did like a, right now in social media, they're doing like a, um, how it started and how yeah. it's going. And I, and I, I'm thinking I might do that. Like post a few photos when I first started taking pictures, they were like, not what they look like now. So <laughs> I think my photography skills have stepped up. Um, you know, my social media skills, of course, have stepped up my public relations. That's a part of my nine to five and in the foodie realm, that's a, a big part of it. I think, um, you know, I'm stepping my game up with that. So I think I've grown, I've come a long way from when I first started taking (laughs) dark and grainy photos. (laughs) That's great. I mean, the, the, how it started versus how it's, how it's going Mm -hmm. wouldn't work for me because it's 2009. It's just a bunch of pictures of me wearing band t-shirts and eating donuts. (laughs) I mean, I'm still wearing the band t-shirts. I'm, I'm eating cookies, but not donuts. So it's like, it's not much, it's not much deviation. Well, that's good. I mean, it's all good. <laughs> uh, so you touched on social media a few times, what have you. How important do you think uh, the role of social media is for a business specifically in food and drink? Oh, my God. I, I, so I, I understand that notion like that we eat with our eyes and all of that stuff. And you touched on having those grainy photos earlier. So speak on that a bit. Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. You know, we eat with our eyes nowadays. If anybody suggests a restaurant to you, the first thing you're going to do is go, to, you're going to Google it. You're going to look <laughs> on Yelp. You want to see photos of how it looks. You want to see reviews. You're going to go to their Facebook, their Instagram. That is the world that we live in. And I mm-hmm. really do not like when restaurants do not have social media or they it's not up to date. I'm like, I get it. You might not have time to 
do you post every single thing that comes out of your kitchen, but at least get like a server or somebody mm-hmm. to take a picture because this is really going to help your business. Cause if, if someone sees it and they like it, they need to be able to tag your restaurant. They need to be able to like share your content. It's really important for your growth to have some type of social media. And especially I would say Instagram, because again, Instagram is like photos, videos, and it's easier to use. I mean, Facebook, is fine, but I think Facebook's getting kind of like not ancient, but you know, mm-hmm. Instagram is the place to be because it's so quick, it's fast. Um, I think restaurants definitely need to be on Instagram if they want to grow and get more guests to come in. Yeah, I mean, even with like two things that I've noticed with the like that that period where you had the boom for like food trucks, like mm-hmm. a lot of trucks, food trucks would post where they're going to be at. And Instagram by design is to be on your phone mm-hmm. and you can actually try follow them, find where they're at, see where they're posted up at. And you still see it, but it's, it's not in that boom period for food trucks. Mm-hmm. But that's still a thing. And in addition to that, because Instagram basically kind of rips off everybody's thing, right? Mm -hmm. They're doing a little bit of everything. So you do have that Yelp component where you can order food directly from their page. Yep. And 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 that's a plus. Yeah. And even with, um, um, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, I'm sorry. I lost my train of thought. Go ahead. It's all good. It's all good. It'll come back. Sometimes it derails. Um, (laughs) so this, this is a food question and, 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 um, so food or drink so let's put it that way um what's your preference and give me an example of it um do you prefer savory or sweet uh such a hard question because i (laughs) love candy like i love candy it's it's i grew up on candy i always say you know i grew up in church so you know aunties and grandma and mama everybody would give you candy to shut up just so you can (laughs) you know so I just grew up eating a lot of candy so I really like sweet stuff I actually just had a brownie so sweets (laughs) sweets are my jam but um I also I mean I I like a savory dish every now and again Mm -hmm. a nice warm hearty savory dish but if I had to pick I would say sweet I dig it. Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed the sweets. Um, we had a, um, I'll, I'll ask you this question. I actually had through the Instagram account. We, we had a, um, it was what national like cookie day a few weeks back. Mm-hmm. And a few of the, um, guests that I've had on previously, uh, Kiwana from, um, honey rose company and Aunt Kelly from Aunt Kelly's cookies. They, they, that's what they do. They do cookies. And, um, so I'm going to ask you, what are your top three cookies? Since you're, you're, just, you're into the sweets. What are your top three? Definitely chocolate chip with walnuts. Yo, we're on the same page. <laughs> Definitely. That's a classic. So I have to have that. I also like the double chocolate, which is weird because I like the double chocolate donuts as well. I don't know what they're called, <laughs> but you know how you go to Dunkin' Donuts and you get like the chocolate donut and it's like chocolate on top. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that double chocolate. Um, what's another cookie? I kind of like those kitchen sink cookies too. Um, Okay. That they just throw everything in there like walnuts, cranberries, raisins, Mm. oatmeal. I like those too. Um, But my top is chocolate chip with walnuts. Yeah, you get it. That's, that's a fire cookie. Um, When you, when you mentioned the kitchen sink it's two of them, I think of it's one I'm blanking on the name of the company. 
Um, but they're they're DC, I believe, and they're called uh, the type of cookie is called a pretzel cowboy, yeah. and it's like oats and chocolate. It's like a, it's like a chocolate chip oatmeal cookie, but it has bits of pretzel in it. Okay, it's fire. I'm writing that and, down. Pretzel cowboy, I gotta have that. <laughs> and it's a, it's another one that's in um, uh, Wegmans because so, like Wegmans, they had to switch up their thing, but they got really good cookies there, and they have this one that's I think like white chocolate, which if we all be real people, white chocolate, it's not chocolate. Right. Uh, but it's white chocolate and like dried cranberries. And I think it's oats in that as well. And it's called like that cranberry sensation. That's a fire cookie. See, I'm not a white chocolate fan. I like dark chocolate, but I'm not. Dark chocolate is good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a white chocolate fan. Okay. Let's, let's switch gears a little bit to that, that dining experience. Mm-hmm. You, you mentioned in the, the, the you know, that, that sometimes you would go out with people and you're in, go to these restaurants and they'll give you the, they'll be your official bookkeeper of like, you started in 2014. Mm-hmm. So any celebrity, living or dead, mm-hmm. who would you want to dine with? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, okay, so the first person that comes to mind, this might be a little, you know, I don't know. I want to. Okay. So Khalees, I'm going to say Khalees. Okay. She has this, like, she, like, I was into her music back in the day, like obsessed with her music. She came out with the Neptunes. It was different. Her first album was everything. I listened to the second album was everything, but then she kind of reinvented herself as like this food personality chef. So I'm interested and not that I want to eat with her. I want her to cook for me. I want to know, like, I used to be obsessed with you back in the day and I want to just have your food. I want to have that whole conversation with you of how you transitioned and, you know, what made you come into this foodie realm. So I would love to have a meal with her, but I want her to cook for me because I want to know if she can really cook. I dig it. Um, and another person that comes to mind, which is weird, is another singer, is Patti LaBelle. Because, okay. you know, her pies, they just look so good. And every time I try to go to Walmart, they're sold out. <laughs> and then when I see her on, like, these television specials and she's, like, cooking all this food, it looks really good. And I just want to try it. And I think she has, like, a really good personality. It would be a fun time. Um, <laughs> I, I read, I read because um, uh, I read, read part of, uh, I haven't finished it, but part of Quest Love's book. And I think he has a story where Patti LaBelle made him fried chicken. Uh, and he said it was transformative. Oh, my God. I can believe it because I'm like, Patty, I just feel like she would really <laughs> put so much. She puts effort and love into our cooking. So I just want to have I know you said anybody I can have a meal with, but I'm naming yeah. people who I want to cook for me. I dig it. I dig it. Um, I mean, they would likely sit down and have to because you, you know how it goes. The, the sign of a I think one of the signs of a really good chef cook, anyone in that field, if they're not sitting there eating their own food. Yeah, that that's a red flag to me. Yeah. Yeah. And also um, just to bring it local. Um, she's not really a celebrity, but in like the DMV, Baltimore, D.C., Virginia, um, this, have you heard of Spice Girl, Spice Sweet? I, I've not, but in, indulge me. It's called the Spice Sweet. It's in D.C. Um, it's owned and operated by a young lady. Um, I think she went on one of those shows and got some funding, but she mm-hmm. creates her own spices and syrups and sauces. But on her Instagram, she also cooks with her products and Oh my God, everything looks so good. It's called Spice Sweet, and her name is Angel. Um, so I want her to cook notes. Too. <laughs> We're trading notes. I'm going to look Angel up. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say those are some people that I would like to cook for me um, or have dinner with and sit down and have dinner with. I'm a big fan of what, that. Um, what'd you say? No, I was going to say, um, 
which is weird. I, I say all that since I don't cook. So it's really mm-hmm. weird. People are always surprised um, when I say that because I like to eat. But may, I think that's really why I like to go out and eat so much. I won't say I don't cook at all. I cook things that I like and that are, you know, okay for me to cook. But I'm not frying no chicken. I'm not getting down with the get down, <laughs> you know. That there, I think there there's a thing where you know, like I think in learning how to cook, like I, I'm I'm more of a food nerd. I, I indulge certain things. It's like let me try this. Yeah. And my approach usually, if I go to a restaurant and it's something that I'm confident, fairly confident that I can make, I judge it based on that curve. Like, can I go back home and make this myself and what would I improve? And I do that sometimes. I'll go somewhere and I'm like, I'm going to make this at home. And I'll like Google it and look it up. Or even if I see something online that I want to make, I'll just go home and make it. Um, But yeah, I'm not a big, I don't get up and cook like three meals a day or even two meals a day. But (laughs) um, I guess that's why I like to eat out so much. Yeah, I mean, for for me, like I'm, I I I throw things together sometimes, and it's just it's an opportunity to improv. That's that's the way I kind of approach it, and I know like the base of certain things and what flavor profile I'm looking for and what spices I like, and from there, like what protein I'm gonna deal with. Usually, it's it's chicken. I don't really do beef too crazy or too much pork or anything along those lines, and pretty much it's like one maybe two meals a day that i'm making but i'm also having a protein shake in the middle but i find a way to in any of those things create and do something that i think fits what i'm looking for and i think that i can replicate and that's kind of my approach it's like can i do this over and over again and then it just gets into repetition and kind of kind of what you were touching on it's like hmm do i like it because that's that's where I had to get to. I have to like it enough that I want to make this again and again. Because people will tell me, it was like, yo, you're fancy in what you eat, but then what you cook is super boring. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, you got it's 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 all about variety. So it's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, and I've recently gotten to Brazilian food. So that's oh. um I'm I'm dipping the toe. I'm dipping the toe. They have these um Coxa, uh, I think it's called coxinia. Mm-hmm. It's uh, they're like these um, chicken um, croquettes. Mm-hmm. Fire, mm-hmm. fire. Have you um, um, Bar Vasquez? I want to say Bar Vasquez. Is it Brazilian or Argentinian? Is he the Argentinian or Spanish? I think. Okay. Oh, I'm lying. Then. Never mind. <laughs> but I, I, but they, but it's similar to the croquettes. Yes, their food is really good. Mm-hmm. So. You, you touched on it actually before we started recording, um, but speak on some of the uh, the kind of the best things and some of the worst things when it comes to reviewing restaurants. And I, I know you have that that kind of anecdotal thing where, you know, people kind of have a certain expectation of, oh, you're going to give us a good review. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, but what are some of the best things and worst things about reviewing restaurants? Um, well, I would say maybe. Well, the best thing definitely is talking to the chefs, you know, because if, if, you know, the restaurant invites me and the chef normally comes out just to talk about the dish or, you know, just to see how I liked it, but I like to actually talk to them about their background, where they trained. And it's really exciting for me because they like light up. Like if you're like a true chef and you love what you do, you're just going to talk about it. And I, and I'm, Again, I work in communications. I'm all about that human interest story, that human interest connection. I want to know more about the person that's cooking my food, where they learn their techniques. So that's the best part for me, actually going into the restaurant and talking to the restaurant owners and the chefs. Um, in addition to the food, <laughs> that's that's a big 
part of it. Um, um, you said the worst part. Hmm. Well, 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 something that's challenging, because I think when I think uh, like just by comparison, you have best and worst. But sometimes it, it may not be a worst. It may be something that's more of a challenge or more of a mm, I wish that went differently. It, well, you have an example like that. Yeah. Um, a challenge could be being disappointed, you know, by the food. Um, that's always difficult, you know, to mm. when they come back and be like, how was it? And you have to be like, um, well, actually. Uh, you know, um, that's, that's something that disappoints me sometimes. And also, um, being in this foodie, um, I hate the word influencer, but I'll say influencer realm. Sometimes restaurants will invite me out and it's like an unspoken thing that if a restaurant invites you out, it's comped. Right. Mm -hmm. But I always go into it like, Whatever I get, I know I can pay for it, so it doesn't matter. So sometimes when restaurants invite me out, it doesn't happen that often, but a bill comes. So it's always like a little bit like, um, but you actually invited me and do you not know the rules? But it's all good. Like, I'm not saying that I'm not happy to support because in addition yeah. to me going places for free, I will tell you in a minute, I will pay for my own meals all the time i just got takeout last night i go other places and i don't have a problem with paying but i'm like um these are the rules so <laughs> yeah yeah i've had that scenario one time and i you know i'm not going to be goshen name the place but i'll say this i you know they hit me up mm -hmm. and, and you know as i kind of look at it in hindsight it was solicitation. Yeah. It's like, yo, you know, would love to reach out. And, you know, what are you into? What kind of, you know, these pastries do you like? Yeah. And I was like, oh, sure. I, you know, we saw that you did this one and we wanted to reach out and let you know we have these. And, you know, it's kind of a place that really wasn't in, you know, the area. I was just happy to support what they were doing. Right. But, you know, I, it, it was kind of like a bop mm -hmm. to get there. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of an inconvenient time and day. And then I go there and I, and I go there with my, my girlfriend and, she, the whole conversation that we had the day before about, hey, come out, I got these for you. I go there, it's like, oh, that'll be $20. I was like, huh. Right. And $20 means nothing. Yeah. But the conversation was a shift and I was like, oh, you were just soliciting. Right. So in that, the thing that was really disappointing about it, because the money thing didn't matter, mm -hmm. but it made it, it the, the experience took away from it and it made it not taste as good somehow. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the times that we're in now, I don't want to be like trivial and like say, Oh, no. God, I want to get everything for free because again, that's not it. Restaurants are suffering. It's COVID. I'm talking about pre COVID, yeah, yeah. you know, same situation. You invited me. And even if you, I mean, if you want me to pay, that's fine. Let me know. Like, I don't want to feel bamboozled. <laughs> you know, I don't want to feel like, you know, and especially if I invite someone else, you know, and they're yeah. like, okay, and I'm looking like, uh, so that's sometimes disappointing. But again, I always go into it thinking in the back of my mind, I may have to pay for this meal unless it's confirmed with our communication that, you know, it's on us that I'm fine. But other than that, but sometimes, it's, you know, I get there and the service like, huh? And I'm like, oh, Here's the DM. Do you want to take it over <laughs> to the manager and show them? <laughs> so, 
and that's the funny thing is that's only happened to me one time and there have been like really cool people who yeah. invite me out to the full situation like um i had to hawker brothers on and they had me come gave me the full tour of the plant spoke to everybody that worked there yeah. g- gave me like multiple pints of ice cream and then had me try one that wasn't even on mark in the market yet oh nice and i was like yo this is fire yeah. and you know the episode that we did is dropping like real soon and it was just, it was like a really good experience. And even with my, my man's at Forge, um, Chris, there is a, um, you ever have turkey, you ever have a turkey egg? No. So that's something that you rarely find, right? Mm-hmm. So me and him was just chatting one time on, online and he was like, you want to come by and have a turkey egg? And I was like, that's a weird, you know, conversation. Mm-hmm. And I was like, sure. So he invites me and my co-host um, on my other podcast to the kitchen and he fried us up a turkey egg. We ate a turkey egg, which you rarely find. He said he's only seen three of them in 10 years in the kitchen with the chef in his dope restaurant. Oh, wow. And I was like, that's an experience. Yeah, that's, gonna stick that's with my me. kind of experience. I like, you know, having experiences like that, that not a lot of people have. So as we wrap up, we got a few more questions here. Um, so real quick, describe the best meal that you've had in the last six months. I had I, I can't say forever because mm-hmm. then that's just too much for you. Yes. <laughs> the last six months. I'm trying to help out here. So let me say this. Um, you know, I can I can. There's so many good meals and best meals that I've had. Um, I cannot think of just one, but one that comes to mind, it, you know, is um, the Charleston. I don't know if you've ever been there, but it's one of the former Wolf restaurants. They have many restaurants in their portfolio. Uh, the Charleston and Harbor East is like my favorite former Wolf restaurant. Um, food <laughs> is just everything, like just everything. The like the pastas are amazing. I always get like the flash fried oysters. <laughs> They're good. The cocktail program is good. I'm just always blown away by the Charleston. Um, I would definitely recommend, you know, everyone go there if you're looking for like a sit down, nice, fancy meal when everything, when COVID is over, of course. Yeah. But yeah, check out the Charleston for sure. Funny, funny story about the Charleston. Mm-hmm. Uh oh. I, I had my anniversary dinner there. Oh, nice. Did you like it? I, okay. okay here's the thing. Uh-oh. Here's the thing. <laughs> Me, me and my girl go in there and they gave us the whole COVID, the, the, the front, the person at the front, she was not playing. I was like, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. Cause uh, we, we get there and it is everything and more mm-hmm. than, than I was expecting. Um, just random stuff just started coming out and they were like, yo, this came from chef, you know, because I, I'm a planner, you know, and I know a few people in the kitchen there. Mm-hmm. So they took care of us. And um, my, my girl goes to the, to the restroom and she comes back and it was like already this kind of small um, like artichoke soup oh. that was there and it was like a little shot glass she was like what the hell is this and I was yeah. like oh that's uh, kind of the pre-appetizer yeah. and she was like did you set any of this up and I was like no it made me look more like a baller Yeah. but um Going, it's funny going back mm-hmm. to my, my thing about the um, shrimp and grits mm-hmm. that's what I had there mm-hmm. and I, as I put it I if I was not in polite company mm-hmm. at the Charleston, I would would have licked the bowl. It was that good. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, look, Chef Wolf is going to come out and look at me. and I like, know. what are you doing? I know she. Yeah, I just love everything there. I, and like you said, the experience as well. It's like the, the, it's the best experience. It's like the service is great. The meal is great. It's just everything to me. So I love and it. And it's it's the full thing, too. Like 
um, you touched on earlier a little bit, like, I, you know, you got to empathize with some of these places. And, you know, I think the thing that gets lost, though, people diminish the influencer, the writer, the podcaster as not being a creative or not being one of these people that are in these spots, too. Yeah, this is oftentimes a labor of love, but I'm sure web, you know, web development costs you something. I'm sure, you know, commuting to these restaurants costs you something. And then the same for me doing these podcasts. And, you know, it's, it's be mindful of that, but also be considerate. So like when COVID hit, it was a lot of restaurants that, you know, I was spending a lot of money at just for the sake of, I want to, I like what you do. I want to help keep you afloat. So I don't need to go to a restaurant every weekend. But I was going spending two, three hundred dollars a weekend, yeah, just getting food just Same. to keep it afloat. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I understand you have the these trying times conversations, but also acknowledge that the people that are out there looking for you because this is a community. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm same with me. Really, yeah, I'm always supporting um, local restaurants. I, I love it. It's just it does something to me, you know, just to know that I support it and help them out. And also I have to eat. So it's sustenance as well. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I think I'm planning out in my head right now, as you're describing, we're talking kind of about food a little bit. I'm, I'm thinking in the back of my head, what the hell am I having for dinner? So it's Wednesday. Uh, I'm having burger and beer night. Chuck's trading post. I don't know if you've been there in Hamden. They have like a $12 yeah. special burgers. You get a beer, you get fries. So I'll probably get that once we're done. <laughs> that's, that's pretty crisp. I might go to water for chocolate. I might get some food. Oh my God. That is like my second favorite restaurant. I, I've never <laughs> been, I've never been by the way. Oh my God. The fact that you say you love new Orleans, Uh huh. the chef is, he trained there. So I feel like you, that would be perfect for you. Like, okay, that's so exciting. Like, oh my God. Yeah. You have to try. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to link because that's, is, I live not far from it. So it's just a matter of, I've just been procrastinating. So that's going to end soon. That is every time someone asks me where to go in Baltimore, I always tell them water for chocolate and it's small in there. They actually just expanded the inside and added a few more tables and they have outdoor seating too. So it's normally really packed, but it's worth it. Like I will wait an hour. You know, the food yeah. is always good, always consistent. Like I said, he's trained um, in New Orleans. His food is really just authentic. I love it. <clears throat> there, There's a few places like, I'm like, I don't know if you're into coffee or anything, but I'm a little bit of a coffee snob. Mm -hmm. And there are places like this morning, like I usually get up, I'll do like my normal walk because the only way that I can not put on a thousand pounds while eating good stuff is you got to be active. You got to be up and about. So I make it a habit to get up since COVID hit. I've gotten up every morning and walked about an hour, hour and a half, sometimes with weighted stuff on vests, the whole thing. Right. Mm -hmm. So there, there's one place over there in Canton that I really like, and it's a little stretch for me in terms of that walk, but I'll go from my place over to his cafe, uh, Cafe Dearlyon, uh-huh. and it's a little more expensive than I normally would pay for pretty much what I'm getting, mm-hmm. but everything is done very well. Like, I went there this morning, and you know, you, you feel like you may have gotten robbed. I was, I was, I was like, where's the rest of my money? I was like, oh, right. And <laughs> I bought like, a macchiato and like five cookies because uh, I get, give a couple to my friends or what have you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, did I spend $23 on this? I was like, what did I just do? Yeah. <laughs> and, but it is such quality and it's such attention to detail. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just like, that's what you look for with these places. So, it's like, 
I think you you're care about what you're doing. Heart, because I'm the same way. Like I will pay money for something that I really like. You know, if it costs a little bit more than I, you know, that I'm used to paying, or if someone's like, "This is really good. You should." I will pay for it. I yeah. You know, I'm paying for the quality. I'm paying for what I like, so I really don't. I don't mind at all. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I got two more questions and then uh, we'll, we'll be done. Okay. Um, and you'll be off the hot seat. You'll you know, <laughs> be out of the, the kitchen because it's too hot in there or whatever that whole saying is. Um, so. Old fashions. Let's talk about this. Oh, my God. I love old fashions. OK. <laughs> so 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 you're 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 a person that can speak on it. Um, yeah. So what what makes a good old fashioned? Give me the rundown. What 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 is what is it the environment where you're having it? Is it purely just the quality of the alcohol? Is it the type of glass? What makes the best old fashioned in your opinion? OK, so you have to have the right ice. So everywhere I go, every restaurant I go to, I order an old fashioned. OK, I cannot <laughs> tell you how many restaurants to make them and put like crushed ice or cubed ice. Never. The old fashioned has to have that solid ice cube so that the ice melts slow and then you just get that smooth flavor so if you bring me an old-fashioned that does not have a block of ice or one cube in it i'm like i don't want it (laughs) (laughs) i turn into like an evil monster no i really don't i don't but the ice definitely makes it um next i would definitely say the bourbon i don't like whiskey old-fashioned i don't like rye old-fashioned i have to have bourbon you know um a nice smooth bourbon i like woodford reserve i like basil hayden i like bullet um, those are my top three. Um, the glass doesn't matter because and you know what's funny? I go places and I order an old fashioned and because I'm a woman, they'll bring it in like a coupe. And I'm like, where is my regular glass? Like, don't treat me like, you know, I want the regular old fashioned glass. Don't bring me no prissy girl, pretty girl coupe. <laughs> Um, so yeah, the glass doesn't matter. The environment doesn't matter. Cause I make them at home all the time. It's definitely the ice. And it's definitely the bourbon that matters. And the best old fashioned I tell people all the time is that top top side um, and hotel revival. They have the best old fashions. Okay, good good to know because I've been there once for like restaurant week or what have you, mm-hmm. and I ma- I didn't have an old fashioned. I had they got strong, they got good drinks there, but I didn't have an old fashioned. So that's one to one to grow on. I um I had the 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 best version I, I had two really good old fashions mm-hmm. that w- when i think of that particular drink those are the places that come to mind it was uh woodbury kitchen mm-hmm. it was um it was like i think my 30th birthday maybe 31st birthday mm-hmm. and i had a like lamb ragu is my entree and i was like oh, i'll have an old-fashioned as well mm-hmm. and i said it really snobbishly and it came out and it had the nice glass and a freaking block of ice and i was like yeah yeah right here. <laughs> and it was it was like smoky um and this other the other one was at uh it's the restaurant that's next to the sagamore the pantry and, yeah they have yeah yeah mm-hmm so th- those are the two best that I've had, but I'll definitely consider topside in that next go around because um, I-, I had one from the bottle joint, though. So it's a little different experience, not in the, the proper, you know, ice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had one that was pre-bottled from uh, what is it? The Blue Bluebird Cocktail Lounge? In Bluebird Hampton? or Blue Pit? Because both of them have pre Bluebird, Bluebird. Oh, Bluebird. The, okay. The one that's the upstairs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They have good ones too. Blue Pit Barbecue, which is around the corner from Bluebird. Um, yeah. They have it too. And the Capitol Grill has something called an in fashion, 
which is like an old fashioned, but they put like a twist on it, and that's really good too. Okay, we're we're, we're being alcoholics here. I like yeah. it. I'm, I'm here for Listen, it. Eyes are... So no excuses for me. Like. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, they're like, um, I, I had a few different drinks. One of the places I like to get my, my booze and libation from is uh, Dutch courage. Mm-hmm. They run a pod and they're, they're good dudes. What have you. And I was going, I was like, you guys still have this? Oh no, we sw- we switched our menu. We can make it for you though. And I was like, hell yeah. Yeah, I like and we can that. show you how to make it too. I was like, hell yeah. Yeah, I went in there like I like old fashions. Now they have uh, they have liquor that's not gin. They have other stuff, but they were like, let's make you a gin old fashioned. I was like, eh. and they made it and it was good. Like I, I I had it, but then my next one I ordered a regular old fashioned, of course. But I like them there. They're good guys and gals. Yes. Alrighty, so here's the last question that I have for you. And this is a little bit of a loaded one, and it's a longer question, too. So if you could tell someone to come visit Baltimore after COVID, so we're we're all in the clear, things are good, people are happy, people are doing cartwheels in the the streets. Uh Name three restaurants that they must check out. They're here for a long weekend. They have to go to three different places. What restaurants would you pick? And extra points if you can suggest a drink or food to have there. Okay, so definitely water for chocolate. Um, I tell people that all the time. You have to go there. I would get the shrimp and grits. They also have um, a lobster jambalaya, which is really good. But everything on the menu at water for chocolate is good. So, And then they have their own sangria that they make. They call it dope juice, I think it's called. Jungle juice that's, or something. And that's what that's super is. black. I like it. <laughs> so go to Water for Chocolate. Um, I also, well, Charleston, we said that. That's a little bit more upscale. If you're coming for like something fancy, go there. Um, also, I would say there's a spot called La Barita. It's in Butcher's Hill. That's in my neighborhood. <laughs> now, the chef from La Barita used to be the chef at La Calle. And okay. Chef Val, he is phenomenal. He left Lakaye. He's at La Barita now. And I'm like, I want to go there all the time. His food is so good. So I would definitely say go there. And another one of my favorite places, um, just to let you guys know that I'm not fancy all the time, is Capitol Lounge on Pennsylvania Avenue. Um, Katie's the chef. Everything they have coming out of there, the fried fish dinner with the mac and cheese, string beans. They have strawberry Hennessy to go. (laughs) All the soul food. They have these baked potatoes that are named after like jazz singers, musicians. They're like loaded with like crab meat and shrimp and cheese and chicken. So, yeah, Capital Lounge would be another place I would tell people to go. Okay. Okay, I like this. I like this. This is this is good. These are all suggestions I'm secretly writing down for my next food odyssey. So, yeah. Um, so here's the opportunity um, at the end of this show. And again, thank you for coming on. This has been a lot of fun, a total treat for me. Uh, here's a sh- chance to shamelessly plug your, your social. Where can they find you? Your website, all of that stuff. Okay. Plug, plug, plug away. <laughs> thank you. Well, thanks for having me. This has been exciting and fun. Um, I'm always excited to talk about food. Um, <laughs> you can find me on Instagram, on Facebook, and on Twitter at Arlie's Appetite, A-R-L-I-S-A-P-P-E-T-I-T-E. Um, my blog is also Arlie'sAppetite.com, and I'll pro- I promise I'll start blogging a little bit more in 2021. Um, and that's me in a nutshell. And also, if there are any restaurant owners out there that need help with their social media, hit me up because I do that on the side as well. Um, I would be happy to help you with that too. 
Well, that's that's great. That is wonderful. So thanks again. I'm gonna do my sign off and that'll be that. So uh, for Arlie Lima from Arlie's Appetite, I'm Rob Lee saying that there's all types of delicious, savory, alcoholic things in and around Baltimore. You just have to look for them.